Dark Fringe Radio. Will Martinez here with you. Thanks for joining in, guys. Episode number 12. Good old Weezer. And of course, my co-host tonight with me, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's going on, brother? Just uh, living the dream. Another day in paradise. But I do believe you mean episode 13. Oh, 13. Yeah. Unlucky 13. Maybe I was trying Lucky. to... I think I was trying to skip it on purpose. Yeah. Like, you know, they do in the elevators? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you a Weezer fan, Jay? I'm a huge Weezer fan. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Those Brits know how to rock, man, huh? Doesn't matter if it's alternative or hard rock or whatever, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess they get, I kind of fit into that alternative kind of uh, box, but I don't know. I always find this stuff to be a little bit more catchy than most of the other alternative stuff. Yeah, I agree. But uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Hollywood and, you know, the crazy kind of pedophilia thing that's going on that we're starting to see a little bit more and more of, you know, ever since the uh, Harvey Weinstein thing that kind of blew the lid on uh, everybody coming out now about their, you know, sexual, you know, misencounters uh, with people in Hollywood. And uh, it's, uh, it's starting to, you know, become pretty crazy because every day it's somebody else new, someone, someone else coming out saying, uh, this person sexually, you know, harassed me or there was some type of sexual misconduct, uh, but so on and so forth. But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And also I'll be getting into the pedophilia side of it as well. So that's an even darker side and a little bit more, you know, part of this whole thing. And it's hard for me to talk about. I know it's hard for Jay because, you know, we're both parents and, you know, it's it's, it's tough. So but uh, we're going to you know, we're really going to get into it and uh, talk all about it. So uh, I want to uh, remind everybody about our social media at Dark Fringe Radio on uh Twitter and also on SoundCloud. So uh, please uh, check it out on both of those. And uh, we also have a big announcement that's going to basically change the way that you guys um, are able to uh, get our show. And uh, Jay, I'm going to throw it over to you. What's the what's the big announcement, man? The big announcement is we are now available on iTunes. So you can go right to the iTunes store, look up Dark Friends Radio, subscribe and it'll make it a lot easier to follow. It's going to make it a lot more accessible and uh, a lot more archivable as well. Yes, that's the main part of it. And as soon as you subscribe, um, you will get notifications as soon as a new episode is available. So there's no... Uh, having to check in on us, um, you know, for, uh, you know, some type of uh, Facebook message or Twitter uh, message uh, letting you guys know about the new episode. If you go to the iTunes store and subscribe at Dark Fringe Radio, you will automatically uh, be notified of a new episode that drops every week. And we will do uh, an episode for you guys every week on Wednesday. Uh, so expect to get that uh, on that uh, on a weekly basis. So thanks, Jay, for uh, dropping that news. That's 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 exciting, man. Very, very excited. Oh, I'm super pumped about it. I'm glad you uh, you really are the one that did all the work and, and got it all together and thankfully gave me the opportunity to get the glory, which we all know is kind of what I'm about. So <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm super excited about it, um, you know. I really wanted to. I know it's going to help us take off even more and and grow, and more people will be able to listen and hopefully be entertained by our points of view and opinions on whatever subject it is we're speaking on. Precisely, precisely. And once your guys are there and subscribing, please make sure 
uh, to give us a five star rating and leave us a comment. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, just give us some kind of feedback. Uh, anything is is you know accepted. We have thick skin here. We can take the criticism. So, but please make sure to give us a five star rating. Try to get us up in the ranks. That's that's what we're all about here. Uh, trying to give you guys a quality podcast, just like Jay was saying. You know, that way you guys can be entertained about all the subject matter that we bring here for you guys every week. So, um, getting into the um, you know Hollywood pedophilia. But before we do that, Jay, you know what time it is, right? Uh, it is time for three story Monty. Oh, you got it right, man! Look at look at that! Look at that! I didn't even prep you on that. Look at that! That was that's the most impressive part. Professional broadcaster, baby! Professional broadcaster. <laughs> All right. Well, just to bring everybody up to speed, three story Monty. I'm going to give Jay three stories. They're all equally um, as absurd as the next. And trust me, I spent time looking for these crazy ass stories. But Jay has to have the wherewithal and. Uh, intelligence to figure out which one of the three is the false one so again or really fast fingers for google <laughs> no cheating jay so um we're gonna start off with um the number one here uh story doctors remove wedding ring from a man's penis Come on, the mm-hmm. second one car thief caught by cat gps i'm way too big to drive to the devil's house all right and mm-hmm. the last one is Britain's water company still use bizarre medieval witchcraft to find underground pipes. Europe is officially the worst country on earth. So, Jay, mm. this is a good one. I, I try to throw a, as much of a curveball in, in this one as possible. So, out of the three, which one do you think? Doctors remove wedding ring from man's penis, car thief caught by cat GPS, or Britain water company still uses bizarre me- medieval witchcraft to find un- uh, underground pipes? I think it's B. The second one? Yeah. Okay. Dan Jay, you are the king of this game because you are right again. You are 2-0, and man. Listen, car thief caught by Cat GPS. That is a false story, but I just thought of that. And what a great story that would make if the cat was left in the car and the thief took the car and the cat. It was, it was honestly the one that sounded because it's like a range and a scale. The first one, man, uh, you know, doctors remove wedding ring from penis. That happens probably every day. Uh, <laughs> That's sick, I isn't heard it? <laughs> a story on the radio just the other day about a guy having had a lock removed from his bladder because it ended up being shoved so far up his urethra. Wow. A lock? And a lock. How did he bladder. get a lock up his urethra? Uh, I don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, a lock? A lock. A little... It said a little padlock, so I can only assume. <laughs> like one of those, like uh, you know, luggage locks, those little ones that you know hook onto the little, you know, the it would the zippers, yeah, like that, or some off like a diary. <laughs> Something real little. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, that's horrible. And then, and then you have the, you know, the British Water Company still uses ancient beliefs and witchcraft. Uh, that was not so far. It's one of those things you think, well, in 2017, you know, they, they should have moved on from all those practices. But sometimes people are hard to move off their traditions. And if, if it ain't broke, sometimes you don't fix it. So yeah. that only left me with the uh, the car thief picked up by Cat GPS, which sounded real enough. And with our show, almost means it's not real. Fake. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Well, yeah, let's talk about this, man. Doctors remove wedding rings from man penis. Um, so 
uh, 28-year-old uh, South African rare case of penile strangulation after squeezing his wedding ring around his sex organ for erotic reasons, quote-unquote, according to the South African Medical Journal. Uh, the unnamed man was apparently attempting to use the wedding ring as a substitute penis ring, uh, a sex toy that holds uh, blood in the penis to heighten sexual response. Uh, the ring caused the man's penis to swell up so much that he was unable to remove it. When the patient's mother brought him to a hospital uh, about four hours later because of where they were, they were in such a remote area, uh, his penis was erect and blue, according to doctors. Um, at first, doctors... Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. At first, doctors tried cutting off the ring with a tiny surgical saw, but that failed because of the swelling, and it made it difficult, excuse me, to get close to the ring without causing further injury, according to the paper. Now, uh, the doctors eventually made multiple puncture aspirations with the syringe and a pink needle to reduce the swelling. And the patient was given antibiotics and painkillers, presumably with a strong suggestion never to do that again. So, yeah. You got this guy that uh, decided to use a wedding ring for a um, for pleasure. It just goes to show you, common sense isn't common. Doesn't at all. So, and then and, uh, go ahead. Either he had the thickest fingers ever, <laughs> or the smallest. The yeah. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking that too, but I was like, I don't know. Should I go there or should I not go there? But you went there, so that's yeah, you can you can leave you can leave me to take those tests because I'll go too far <laughs> all the time. There you go. I, no bones uh, about that. I leave so, it up to you. I leave it yeah, up to you. Yeah, he's got one of those penises that gets <laughs> go wet Cheerio without breaking it. Yeah, and uh, then he had a Oh, problem. we'll try to become a family show. Why? I know, I know, I know. It's so hard Crap. sometimes. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, so the the Apparently other on him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So and then the uh, the last one, the Britain Water Company still uses bizarre medieval witchcraft to find underground pipes. I found that on the uh, Mirror, the UK. It's a uh, pretty popular uh, newspaper, online newspaper um, from um, Britain, and uh, they have all kinds of crazy ass stories on there. And uh, yeah, this water company they use dowsing rods i'm not sure if you're familiar with what dowsing rods are but dowsing rods are like these rods that they hold in their their hands and Mm -hmm. they hold them like equally level um like right in front of their chest and supposedly when they start to cross because supposedly you know they'll actually move on their own when they start to cross Mm -hmm. that actually means that there's some type of water system or waterway down there right below you and they say that that's very accurate so yeah they still use that to this day i mean dowsing rods were used hundreds and hundreds of years ago um and it's amazing that um you know you got a a company uh more in particular united utilities and uh, i want to show you i want to play a clip real quick so you guys can listen hold on real quick okay yep my name is ben johnson i'm a network customer inspector for north cheshire area i'll put it right there about what the maps say. Alright, what we're doing today is we're going to trace the service for a customer along this row. We're going to try and locate their main stop tap because they're a bit worried in case the winter kicks in and they have a burst internally. Uh, just to play uh, English for English um, translation here, he's basically, <laughs> yeah, I know, um, he has two dowsing rods and he's working for a uh, customer who's looking for a underground pipe that supposedly may be, have been ruptured. So that's what they're looking for right now. Hold on. Water divining is an incredible art. I've been doing it roughly for about six years since I started the NCI role. 
a lot of people think it doesn't work, but I find a lot of mains through water divining, and um, as you can see, it has worked today with the service detection. From what I know, they pick up they pick up the draw of negative energy from the atmosphere into the positive energy of the water. So he's basically walking around the the, the property, and he found the the water. He, he basically found exactly where the water lies under the ground. Do you have to have special powers yourself, or can anybody do it? Me personally, I do have special powers, but most people, um, like Dave, he's just a, a normal guy. He can do it too, so it can be any Joe in the street. If, once you've got the hold of it, you'll be able to do it easily. So yeah, pretty interesting stuff, huh? You would never think to this day they would have something like that. You know, actually, I don't know, because in England, they're definitely big on on uh traditions they're big on not going too far uh into the future they obviously listen to our podcast about ai and staying away from too many things automated yeah it doesn't really surprise me being there the only country left with uh royalty even though the royalty at this point is nothing more than facial pieces but it's, it really didn't surprise me and if it still works there's no reason why not to use it that's true like i said any bloke can do it mike but yeah, it, like you said, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, uh, if it's not broken, why fix it? If it works, why why change it? So, uh, you know, interesting articles. Uh, again, you win this week. You're two and zero, Jay. You're you're the freaking champ, man. Of course, I'm the champ. I'm the other guy. Really... <laughs> well, let's get into this. Uh, you know, Hollywood pedophilia stuff, man. And um, you know, as we, I posted this thing on um, this Facebook, and this is what whole, you know prompted the whole thing about us doing a podcast about this. And it was regarding Julie, Judy Garland, and um, it was in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Everybody knows that iconic role that she played, but you know, a lot of people don't know the backstory behind that and what kind of um, torture and um, basically just neglect and you know abuse that this woman was put through. Um, she was basically molested by the the actors that played the the munchkins and the 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 midgets or whatever you want to call them. I personally, I'm sorry, I'm not using very good references because I actually hate that movie. I've always hated that movie ever since a kid. I'd never watched the whole film fully. Uh, I've always had a disdain for it. And then when I heard about this whole thing, it just you know completely cemented it for me but um they the director was constantly yelling at her they were giving her jay they were giving her basically speed to keep her going so that way she wouldn't fall asleep when she needed to take takes and 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 do her her lines and and, and stuff like that and this was a a young woman a woman that was 13 years old yeah i mean it's obviously not not right and it was it was definitely a totally different time um not that that excuses you know, anytime somebody has to go through that to do anything, it's it's sick. It's a disgusting display of uh, an abuse of power. When I read that, I've seen the movie multiple times all the way through. I, I was never really a big fan of it. I always thought it was okay. You know, it, it's it's a, it was a different it was a different time. And again, it doesn't make it okay. But it, you know, the people from the from that time that they are still having trouble keeping with the changes. This this sudden change in, in, in the model as, as it were, uh, which is why all these claims are surrounding Hollywood right now with all of this, the sexual accusations and the pedophilia stuff and just all the weirdest sexual deviants that seem to have some kind of power uh, in Hollywood. And, you know, you can trace it back to, to the Wizard of Oz, which 
it's sad because she was such a young child, you know, and Hollywood has a history with pedophiles and corrupt managers that, you know, they use the promise of stardom to sexually abuse, you know, these actors for years, you know, all the way back to the days of, like you said, Judy Garland in this whole, you know, role. And then it just seems like it's a time honored tradition in the town of Hollywood. Like it seems like it's just something that just happened that people just kind of turned a blind eye to, but they just knew that, you know, it happened, but they just like accepted it, you know? And it took a, you know, the state a long time to do anything about it. Up to, up until 2012, they convicted sexual offenders in California were free to work with, you know, child actors as long as they please. But even with that change, there's still a lot of dangerous people walking free. So some of the stories in an article that I'm going to read are rumors. And, um, but I, I wanted to bring these stories up because they're, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean, Jay? And, when you have no, absolutely. you have somebody that's been you know repeatedly repeatedly I'm sorry you know, accused of doing something and them paying them off you know multiple multiple times I could maybe see one or two but when it's like seven eight nine ten you know you're constantly defending yourself because supposedly you did something that you supposedly didn't do but you're just paying them off so you can shut them up you know it just it, it seems to be like a, you know a process to me that you know we see all too far often and it's sad it's a sad thing you know we kind of saw it <clears throat> with michael jackson you know a lot of people yep. uh you know came forward uh you know regarding him and yet there were some people out there that were out to get him for his money yes there were there was a lot of that happening too but there was a lot of other kids out there that you know did complain about this uh that had nothing to do with those other you know bad apples so that still raises the question, you know, why, why is this allowed to happen? You know, why, why, why does this continue to happen? So, you know, that brings me to my next point. It's in regards to this documentary. It's called Open Secret. And it's a documentary you can find on Netflix uh, for most of you that have that. And it basically uh, breaks down the history of pedophilia in Hollywood. And I wanted to play a quick trailer regarding that because I think it's a great, great piece of uh, work. Uh, so I want to go ahead and play that now. I think every little kid dreams about being famous and being in movies. This is California. This is where you make it. This is where it all starts. You'll get signed by a label. You can star on Disney Channel. You know, what kid wouldn't want that, right? I remember you asked me if I ever did anything with a guy before. I was not interested at 12. You're not recording this, right? Looks like an angel. Hollywood doesn't have any system in place to protect anybody. And children are way down on that list. Children need management just like everybody else. Everybody liked him. He became part of the family. In the beginning, it was happy. And then things started changing. They pick on people who they know will be victims. You have an adult who is manipulating the child. He's getting you know, hired on the spot like that. That had never happened before. It was obvious that something was going on. You fool party made me feel uncomfortable there were lots of drugs available and there were young teenage boys i remember being scared he just told me this is what you have to do number of boys told me he point the gun at them just like that he said do you not understand the power i have you're the devil in sky. i remember sitting in my room and crying my eyes out he said what would you do that happened to me a lot of investors completely denied that anything was going on. Clearly, the studio didn't want an investigation. I hate it when you tried to have me sleep in your bed and touch me. I don't know anything about them. There will always be a steady stream of kids who want to be famous. 
we're absolutely talking about the tip of an iceberg. It wasn't uncommon, let's put it that way. Hollywood is such is such a backwards place. You, you have men in power, men who have money, men who have influence, men who decide who does and who does not become a star, uh, and it's a flagrant abuse of power. And again, I'm not saying it's right. There, are, I believe there are also shades uh, of it. I think that's something that everybody needs to keep in mind right now. The, the fire and brimstone is so hot that no matter who you are from Al Franken to Harvey Weinstein, you're getting treated the same way. Whereas the two things that those two did while both wrong, uh, Al Franken didn't do anything as near as atrocious and horrific and gross as, as Weinstein did. So there's levels to it. There's a reason why there's, there's levels to, to our law and severity and penalties and punishments. Every case is a little bit different and, and needs to be tried and, and looked at with those, with those kind of eyes instead of just blanket, everybody's a sexual deviant anytime you do anything, you know, whether it's harassment, whether it's uh, inappropriate actions at a workplace or masturbating into a fake plant. <laughs> it all gets slumped in the same thing. A ficus. What's up with that? I never, I don't understand that, but yeah, you're right. And, um, let's, let's break down some of these stories. So number 10 on the list, um, the kids from super eight and school of rock. You remember those movies, Jay? I do. Yeah. That was, uh, those movies were cast by a convicted pedophile. Um, the kids in some of the most successful movies in the past 15 years were handpicked by Jason James Murphy, a convicted pedophile. Uh, before he became a casting director, Murphy lived in Seattle, where, according to court papers, he became obsessed and in love with an elementary school boy. Uh, Murphy tried to lure the young boy away, promising that he would live together in London, and he would took it even further. In uh, 1996, Murphy disguised himself as a woman and kidnapped a child. He put him on a plane and flew him off to New York and kept him in a shared hotel room. Uh, the boy was only rescued when a hotel clerk saw the, their faces on America's Most Wanted and called the cops. Uh, five years later, though, Murphy was back on the streets and pretty soon was working as a casting director. After being convicted for kidnapping and molestation, he was hired as to cast kids in the School of Rock, Super 8, and more. And he spent a year in industry scouting kids before somebody actually took the time to look into who he was and just how dangerous he could be. So there you go. That's that's one instance right there of a guy who's a casting director who is, you know, directly involved with, uh, you know, committing some type of pedophilic act. Well, and again, the, the ability to actually dress as a woman, take a child away from its parents, hold it hostage. Like this guy shouldn't be out walking on the street. Here's another here's another uh, here's another sweetheart of a guy. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, childhood manager sexually assaulted a 13-year-old. Bob Villard was one of the biggest child managers in the industry. He basically represented some of the most famous young names in Hollywood, including Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. If the system had worked properly, he would not have been allowed anywhere any of them. Even before DiCaprio started acting in 1987, Villard was charged with possession of child pornography. Uh, the prosecution, though, failed to prove it in court, so Villard went free and kept working with kids. It took until 2001 before they got him in jail. Villard was caught with a whole collection of sexually explicit 
pictures of young boys. He lost the case, went to jail, and the world became a safer place, for a while anyway, until Villard got out and immediately went right back into managing children. It did not take long before Villard hurt someone. By 2005, he was caught sexually assaulting a 13-year-old boy he had courted as a client. Villard was sent back behind bars and his career finally ended, but there's no telling how many other clients he had made of assaulted and that never came forward. Uh, the courts did not seem particularly surprised by Villard's abuse. That's what's done. The district attorney told the press that is all normal in the industry. So even the district attorney himself says that this is a normality in the industry of Hollywood. How sad is that? That's fucking gross. That's fucking gross, but it's, I don't mean to say, but it's gross. It, it shows a couple of things. It shows that, A, our justice system is severely broken with the fact that if you get caught with, you know, a dime bag of weed, you end up going away longer than somebody who's molesting children. That's the sad part. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that, that should be the genesis of it. That should be where it, it gets overhauled. It gets, there, there needs to be more attention. And again, like I said earlier, there are degrees to everything. But if you've been proven to be uh, a pedophile and, and attracted to children, um, there needs to be an acting on those those things. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who have those proclivities. Not that I understand them, but it's the acting on them that is really the sick and disgusting and twisted part. And there should be something more done about it that is disgusting that, that kind of abuse of power i mean that's what the whole thing is like i heard um i was reading a story on russell simmons and uh brett ratner yeah i don't know why every time i want to call him rita ratner <laughs> um but the the first model that came out against them and she and she was 19 not a, not a child an adult mm -hmm. but a very young impressionable adult at the time russell simmons was in his mid-30s, I believe, if I remember correctly from what I read, he had said that he had started to be aggressive sexually with her, had started uh, groping her, and she looked over at, at Brett and was asking for help and got the impression from the face he gave her that it, it was them, it was the two of them against her. Uh, she said she fought it and denied it for, for a while, but eventually she just asked, we asked and let him do what do you want to do? And of course that he comes out and says, well, it was consensual, but acquiescing is not consent. Acquiescing is really realizing that there's no way out of it. It's going to happen whether you want to or not. Might as well let it be done as fast as possible. Right. So you can move on with the rest of your life. And, and of course it, it starts off with the, he said, she said, but now more people are coming forward and saying the same thing that, that Russell Simmons and Brett Ratner did this to, to multiple of women. And, and again, that's where it gets kind of truly disgusting is not only is it happening once and, and to play devil's advocate on my own side here, Russell Simmons grows up seeing all these rock stars and musicians get the girls that I'm going to go ahead and say he probably wasn't able to get in high school. And now here he is, you know, a celebrity making some money. He's got some power, some influence. And he's going to do the same things. And again, if she eventually gives in, it's not consent. But very easily, you can see where he's like, all right, well, she stopped, she stopped kind of playing the no game, playing hard to get. So now it's, it's on my Donkey Kong. And 
not that that, again, excuses it by any means of my, what I'm trying to get across, but it, it's sick. It really is sick how they use their power to put themselves in a position to take advantage of other people. It's, I mean, flat out manipulating. That's, yeah, it's fucking gross. Yeah. Well, you know, Brian Singer, the director, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. He directed the X-Men movies. Yep. Yeah. Well, basically he, um, was, he allegedly raped a 15 year old boy. The guy's name was Michael Egan. Well, I should say the boy's name is Michael Egan. He's probably a man by now, but <clears throat> the most famous accusation comes from Michael Egan. Uh, who met Singer at a party when he was about 15 years old. Uh, Singer, Egan claims, sat the 15-year-old boy on his lap, fed him alcohol and drugs, and promised a role in X-Men. Then while Egan protested, he sodomized him. And then after that, Egan claims that Singer raped him regularly, threatening that if he told anyone about it, that he would murder his family. The crazy accusation, and that has never been proven in court, but that is not the only one Singer has heard. Another 14-year-old boy has accused Singer of feeding him Quaaludes and alcohol and anally raping him and the underage extras from the movie Apt Pupil claimed that Singer forced them to strip naked so he could film them in the shower. Uh, Singer has also managed to get everyone in uh, one of these accusations thrown out, so he keeps working as one of the Hollywood's most successful directors. But even if Singer cannot be proven guilty, he spends his time around a lot of people who can be... They can kind of see through it already. You know what I mean? They know. They know the... They know the, the, well, the jig's up on this guy. Yeah, they know they know what's going on. And a lot of, a lot of people knew what was going on all along. Um, you know, Harvey Weinstein had contracts where it was written in that he was allowed to do these things. Uh, and if anything ever came came of it, he would just pay it off. You know, there was, there was an already <laughs> set up settlement in, in contracts and and legalities and that that's unbelievable. It is and that that many people would just turn a blind eye because this one person has so much power. But now, in the model, there's been this whole and all it took and was and it was already a house of cards. And all it took was one good gust of wind, and now everything's falling down. The flames are reaching around everybody and. And everybody's got to try to get out in front of it because it seems like everybody's got something. Everybody's done it. Yeah, and it, it, the sick part, too, is like, uh, the, you know, Brian Singer supposedly had buddies of his that were all into it together, too. So it was like their own little mini pedophile ring. There's another guy by the name of Brian Peck that uh, Disney hired, and he um, was a convicted child molester. He played a minor role in Singer's X-Men, and um, he was um, actually uh, penned to, you know, be cast again in X-Men 2. Uh, which was strange, uh, you know, for him to be working on that just because of just weird things you know, in the backgrounds. But between the two movies, this guy went to jail for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old. And then Peck also worked as a dialogue coach, often working with companies like Nickelodeon to coach, you know, child actors. He spent six months having a sexual affair with an unnamed child actor on Amanda Bynes' The Amanda Show until the family char um, charged him with sexual assault in 2001. Um, and then Peck, though, he got out, you know, got out of jail, went right back into work like nothing. And it was just, you know, guess who hired him right back into the Hollywood? His buddy, Brian Singer. Basically, the Disney hired this guy right back into his old job, working as a dialogue coach um, on the uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, which I'm sure you're you're familiar with because, you know, you have kids that watch that kind of stuff. You know, it, it's just like no matter where you go, 
there's these guys out there. You know, they're they're in every every level of Hollywood, from the casting director to the actual director to the 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 the, the, the voice coach to this guy to that guy, and then. I'm sure you probably heard there was a big story about um, I'm not sure, I think it was Corey Feldman that came out that saying that Corey Haim was allegedly raped on the set of Lucas that movie that he did in the 80s, um, and that with he was Charlie Sheen with Charlie Sheen, and that was a crazy story. Of course, Corey Haim is no longer here with us to you know defend or acknowledge this or you know say that this actually did happen or whatever the case may be. But that's that's deep. Yeah, that's deep, man. But I go, I, I go. I would be definitely more with Corey Feldman for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, first off, him and Haim were, were best friends. Corey Feldman <clears throat> was in similar situations with the whole Michael Jackson thing that we spoke about a little bit earlier. And you also have to keep in mind that Charlie Sheen, I mean, look at, look at Charlie Sheen. All the stuff that guy has done, you know, the being AIDS positive and the porn stars he hung out with and drinking tiger's blood. And I mean, the guy is deranged. And while he may not associate himself as uh, bisexual or homosexual per se, you know, who's to say that if he wasn't yoked up on all kinds of drugs, feel like that's what needed to happen. And he just made it happen. And it's, it's fucking sick. It is sick. It is sick. And, you know, again, it, it, it comes from everyone. You, you're you not even safe with the your own actors, the, the your co-actors, the people who are on set with you. You know, you got to worry about those people, too. You don't even have to worry about everybody. It's like everyone on set you have to be worried about. Well, it, the way it seems is, again, it's kind of that trickle-down effect, right? It starts at the very top with Harvey Weinstein and doing some of the just grossest, most depraved shit and it kind of trickled down. Okay, well, he did it to me so now I'm going to do it to someone else. And it's not, I don't, again, I don't necessarily think it's all about the actual gratification, the sexual gratification they get out of it. I think to a point part of it is is the ability to impose power and your will. Uh, Children tend to, because they're young and innocent, tend to be a little bit more gullible, uh, definitely more pliable, uh, because they're afraid. They don't really know. They don't know what's right. They don't know what's wrong. They don't know uh, if this is acceptable, if that's not acceptable. Or they don't really know those guidelines. So you get this person who, who seeks that ultimate control and to be able to mold a child into whatever this thing that they're looking to control, and it, it almost becomes an addiction, an insatiable, unfightable want that they have. And that's where it, it, it stems from. And it's scary because you, you're right. There's no safe place. No, there's no safe place. There's no safe place. And, you know, it, it goes to every little level of Hollywood. I mean, for instance, you have Roman Polanski, who's one of the most four, you know, known, act, you know, directors in all of Hollywood the great Roman Polanski, he can't even come to the United States because if he comes set foot in this country, he's going to get picked up by the cops for being, a, a, basically, he was accused and convicted as for molesting this this girl, Samantha Gailey, this 13-year-old, and sodomizing her back in, like, 77. So a guy like that, a guy that still makes movies, you know, blockbuster movies to this day, 
that guy still gets a pass in some way. You know, he's still allowed to work in Hollywood. Why is that? Why why is that so acceptable? Why 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 do they allow those people to stay in these positions of power? I mean, it's only enabling them. At what point does this become? You know, on the onus comes on the the people that give them the the power to to do this. Like for instance, this guy at Nickelodeon, or you know, allowing this guy to work there. Pulling no well, if they did their research on the guy correctly, this guy was convicted, you know, pedophile, and allowing him to work there. How is that possible? Well, again, you you have somebody that has that has power now. This is where the companies themselves need to definitely be held accountable. Disney, Nickelodeon, um, especially these things that are angled more for children, um, should have much higher. Uh, threshold are much, much much harder to get into. Um, you know, I work with kids when I don't podcast, and we go to schools to teach things like soccer and sports and basketball and karate and dance and, and what have you. I have to pass background checks, otherwise I don't get a job. So yeah. Why is it that a school can have those kinds of restrictions, but Nickelodeon and Disney don't? I mean, that's crazy. And it's because people at the top that have the power put people in position to where they can. They can impose their will on on a child, or they can say, you'll do what I tell you to, or you're not going to get this part. And if you don't get this part, you're not going to make this money. If you don't make this money, then you're not going to become a big star. You're not going to get the notoriety. You're not going to get the fame. So... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sad cycle. It's a sad cycle that I can see parents, you know, they get sucked in because you know they they they'll they'll bring their child who's a good looking child and you know they'll introduce him to a casting director, a casting <clears throat> agent, and you know thinking in the high hopes of oh you know what I, I want my child to be a you know actor and you know start at a young age and you know that's fine and dandy, but you you have to be very careful. You have to be super careful who you bring your children around. There are people out there that will take advantage and they will put themselves in a position of power on purpose, intentionally. That way they can have access to children and, you know, have the ability to manipulate them and use their power as basically, you know, a a weapon for them to do whatever they want to these children. So. Again, it's a it's a sad process. You know, again, it's hard for me to talk about it. You know, I have two children of my own and you have, you know, four. And it, it's it's tough. It's tough to talk about it because you, you could, I I don't know. I'd kill somebody if something like that ever happened to one of my children. Uh, you know, and yeah, it's just yeah. Anybody ever does that to one of my kids, and you know, I've had a good run. <laughs> That's how I will end. Yeah. I will end by by going to jail. Yeah, yeah. For for killing somebody in a very slow and deliberate manner. <laughs> I don't blame you for that, brother. I don't blame you for that. So, listen, uh, we'll put a wrap on this, man, for for this week. And, um, again, please follow us at Dark Fringe Radio on SoundCloud and also – uh, now on iTunes, as Jay, uh, you know, broke the news, um, you know, earlier in the podcast, uh, we are now available on iTunes. Uh, so please make sure to check us out there. Give us uh, a five star rating and subscribe, so that way you guys um, will know and get notified immediately as soon as a new uh, episode is dropped. 
uh, every week on Wednesday. So you can always be out and look out for that. So again, our uh, website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Always give a, a, a gander there. That's the uh, world's loneliest website. And um, again, I'm Will Martinez here with you at Dark Fringe Radio and my co-host, Jay Galosi. Jay, anything else to, uh, to wrap this up for the night? The only thing I can say on the whole subject is, uh, you know, the sub the objectification of women and children it needs to stop. I'm glad there's been a change in this model. Uh, I wish it didn't take as much as it did. So just let's keep our, our kids safe, everyone. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Please uh, keep the kids safe. Keep them out of harm's way. Don't put them in any kind of positions where, you know, things can get out of hand and uh, always be vigilant. So, again, uh, Will Martinez with my co-host, Jake Colosi. I hope you guys uh, have a great night. Have a good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Mm